0: Hello everyone and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Intuition Revolution podcast and today I have the privilege and the honour to have with me Nicola Hewlin from Empower. Um, Nicola, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience please?
1: Yeah, first of all thank you for inviting me to join you on the on the podcast. It's, it's such an honour and I love this topic, it's such a, a fascinating and important topic to explore in relation to business. I'm really excited to be here. And um, as you you said, um, I am the founder of Empower, which um, is really all all about empowering uh, women in business, particularly mothers, you know, the women have taken up the challenge of um, building a successful business they love whilst raising a family they love more than anything and and how they combine those two. I've got three businesses actually, but there's a golden thread that runs through all of them, and it's all about um empowering people in business. The the other brand is empowering women within the corporate space um, because. Not everybody wants to or is meant to become an entrepreneur, and I think it's equally important that um, women who love their career, as I did for a portion of my life, are empowered to to make their impact in the corporate space too. And then I have a third brand, which is specifically about helping coaches, because I got asked more and more, "How do you how do you do? How did you do what you you did with Empower?" So I'm really passionate because I believe coach coaching and a blend of coaching mentoring training really has the power to change the world so that's that's kind of the the umbrella from which I'm speaking today I guess
0: I love that you actually support women within the workplace as well as entrepreneurs because I don't know many people who do both and I can really see where you're coming from with this I think it's beautiful that you're able to thank you for both um, especially you. because I know how well you support women and and your style and your and it's just lovely so yeah how long have you been doing what you're doing uh full-time well uh, full-time
1: business coaching and mentoring that I do today yeah. eight coming up nine years so quite a long time Damn. when I made the I took that leap of faith, if you like, from the corporate world to becoming an entrepreneur about when well, my son's going to turn 18 in May. So about 18 years ago um, was when I transitioned from a career that I absolutely loved, um, where I started off in marketing and um, moved into project and program management, then business consultancy by the end of my career. And I love that career. And it was really right for me at the time. Um, but took that leap of faith to become an entrepreneur about 17 years ago, 18. And it is that leap of faith, really, that I guess mm. was where the start of my intuition story
0: kicked ah. in. <laughs> I'm interested in that. But I'm also interested in what led you into the particular coaching style and wanting to work from for mums in business
1: Mm, what I'd like a great question well um when I first became an entrepreneur 18 years ago it wasn't in business coaching and mentoring to begin with so I had a number of different online and offline businesses as an entrepreneur and business owner and uh I I really left the corporate world with this mm, craving this real desire to create more balance and flexibility as a lot of women do when when they leave the corporate world to be able to better combine my love and passion for business with the absolute love of my family and and wanting Mm. to be the mum I wanted to be um so that was sort of my my personal drive and um when I you know when I the, the very first business I had I thought with my business experience and postgrad qualifications and blah, blah, blah. I thought I would tick a lot of the boxes I'd need as an entrepreneur. And uh, the the very first family business, and I say that in inverted commas, was a huge success financially, um, but it came at a huge financial cost. And within two years, although it was financially successful and it all looked great on paper, Um, it led me to a a burnout after those those first two years and it when we sold that business it was coming out of that experience which now with hindsight I look back um, and instead of the regret and and how bad I felt really for those two years where I really felt that um, I'd I'd sacrificed, you know, really precious years. My kids were still really young. It was those first two years. My son was only four months old and it was those first couple of years. But now with a hindsight, I look back and I can see that that experience was actually the, the catalyst, if you like, for going on this quest to say to myself, it must be possible to build A successful business and make a great living and have all those financial rewards without having to sacrifice um, our personal life, our family life, our health and our emotional well-being in the process. Um, So that led me on to different different online and offline businesses and you uh, you know I'm I'm really proud to say I did figure out the missing ingredients. I did figure out okay Okay, so that's, that's what it took. That's the stuff they don't teach you in an MBA or that you don't Mm. learn from your experience in the corporate world. Intuition being a part of it. And obviously we'll come to that. Um, And obviously back then, 18 years ago, uh, this is how old this is going to make me feel. But there was no social media, you know, there was Mm. barely, Mm. barely internet connections, you know, dial up AOL and all of that. So, I I think I felt quite isolated in that journey. It wasn't an established norm or third way, you know, the home, homemaker swim lane or the career mum swim lane. And this, actually, you can be an entrepreneur from any age swim lane. And it wasn't so visible um, back then and because there was no social media it wasn't until really about 10 years ago i could i started to see thanks to the you know social media platforms and connect with this growing movement of women who were choosing to do just that and and become their own boss and build their own business often for the same reasons balance and flexibility but in that same breath i started to hear more and more uh, messages from these women about how much they were struggling with the business stuff, particularly marketing. Marketing, um, you know, they're really great at what they do, really passionate, really driven but really struggling to, well, how do I get clients? I haven't got a clue where to start. And I, I assumed everybody loved marketing like me, you know, when
0: you just do what you do and it's like, yeah. really, really, you don't, you don't Oh, a lot of people it? have a uh, ha- love hate relationship with it. More hate yeah. than love.
1: Yeah. The Marmite <laughs> marketing. You love it or you hate it. So I guess, that was where I started to see actually, there's so many people I can help because this mm. is stuff I'm I love and I'm passionate about, and I have that expertise. Um, so I, uh, I I had the business know-how, and I had, I had been as a, as a business consultant. I'd been coaching and mentoring as part of my role, um, but I'd never been formally trained as a coach. And I wanted to tr- train in um, deeper coaching skills, because part of what I could see was the big struggle was mindset, confidence, self belief, mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, you know, all these really common challenges that are less to do with the external expertise and know how but our inner landscape. So I It was about nine years ago now, I trained in personal transformation coaching with Animas. And when I did that training, part of the discussions we were having with our peers who were training at the same time was, who are we going to coach? How do we want to bring these coaching skills to the world? And um, initially, I, I knew it was always around supporting women and initially I I, at the time I was going through some of my own personal struggles um, around uh, fusion families you know um, bringing together two for want of a better word previously broken parts of a family and integrating those it's not main sailing and I thought initially it was going to be around that so I did some exploration and is it going to be around coaching teenagers i had been doing um, a lot of work supporting my own fusion family teenagers at the time and I, re- I, I was really seriously exploring that but then you know you have to walk your own talk and and part of successfully marketing what you do is first get really really connected to your purpose you know your paramount purpose above and beyond making money uh your vision what I call inspired intentions you know when you really start to connect Mm. to what your heart is whispering to you and also find that sweet spot between all of that stuff and where your where your personal strengths are and when I, when I pulled in the personal strengths part and really started to look at, well, what's my backstory? What, what is this kind of 25 years experience I can bring to the table as part of supporting that purpose? It just, it just became so glaringly obvious. And with what I was hearing at the time through social media about where people were most struggling and where they wanted help. So that, that was just like a penny dropping moment. And I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. And it's interesting. Uh, you know, it's thank you for your p- feedback about liking the sound that I support women, both sides of the fence, I guess I call it. And that had always been um, clear to me that that was something that felt important from day one, but interestingly, and I tried to do it from day one. I'd, I worked under a different brand initially trying to show actually it's important whichever swim lane you choose you know it's it's Mm. important to to have that support and be empowered but you know life life made it very clear actually this is where you're meant to start and so it was more the entrepreneurial women's side that's where things took off much quicker that's where I found my flow um my natural flow from day one Um, And the branding just took on a life of its own, really, in terms of what was resonating with the female entrepreneurs, the mums in business. And it wasn't actually until about um, two, three years ago that then the opportunities to say, hey, you know, remember you always wanted to work Mm. both sides of the fence. Well, here's some opportunities for you. So I was approached by global organizations with the question, you know, do you do work to w- work in any way helping women with their confidence and, and making an impact in the corporate one? I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that that Wonderful. opportunity didn't come back and um, onto my radar until about a couple of years ago, two, three years ago.
0: No, I think it's very important because as well, I remember when joining the entrepreneurial world, there was almost this divide between leaving the corporate and it was almost like rejecting the corporate. And whenever people do that, I always step back because I don't like camps. I think that there's something about camps that is divisive. And I know a lot of coaches who promote their services as, uh, you know, like, yeah, we're the entrepreneurs and we're better than the people in the corporate. And I I can't buy that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Know there's wonderful people everywhere so absolutely I really appreciate that about you it's very oh, thank yeah.
1: you. you know and hats off to the full-time homemakers I've done that for a couple of years and that's a tough gig that is a yeah. tough gig as well in, in my TED talk I mentioned this um, I think it's so important to just point out I think in the western world we've very much forgotten the value of um the the work and the energy and the time and the love that goes into homemaking and the you know whether we're doing that full-time or combining it with something else and Bidvine in 2017 did this amazing research for they they looked at all the things that a full-time homemaker does and said okay so if that were to be a salaried role or was income generating it, looking at it through an entrepreneurial lens, what would that equate to monetary terms? Can you guess how
0: much it is a year? I think you've mentioned it before, but I don't know. Please enlighten our audience. Yeah, <laughs> eighty-four thousand pounds a year.
1: Eighty-four thousand pounds a year, which makes sense. You know, they add up all the things that we do and the value that that adds. Mm. And if you had to pay somebody for it or outsource it so I I think it's really important and I think you know um, we live in a world where there are so many possibilities and opportunities that beauty is we don't have to stay in one swim lane forever you know we can we can shift over time life is a very long life these days thanks to, to medicine and you know, what's to say we can't go into entrepreneurship and then take on, uh, corporate roles and contracts and then have time out when, when the, depending on the stage, our family's at, you know, our kids, um, are only young for so long. And, you know, there's this myth that as they turn into preteens and teenagers, they need us less. That's not true. (laughs) I can vouch Um, for that. yeah, Yeah. They just need us in different ways. So, I think all, any swim lane is important what's, and valuable. And what's most important is
0: that each woman finds the path and the swim lane that's right for her at that time. Mm. And her own style of swimming, which I'm it's sure you help with. yeah, Definitely. Okay, so we're um, a little bit pressed for time today, so we're going to get to the um, meaty part of the interview. Not that what we've talked about so far is not totally juicy for me, but I want to ask you a quick question. Do you consider yourself intuitive?
1: I do now, so now I could say yes, but I haven't always.
0: Okay, and how long ago was that, that you, you just owned it, you would say? Um owned it
1: much more recently I think the the first time intuition really showed up in my life for me was when I was 29 years old and I was at the peak of my business consultancy corporate career and they had earmarked me to take part in a six month it was called peak performance coaching program and it was um, um, a, a group of people to essentially be fast track within the organization. So I felt really honored to be on it. And uh, it was a six month program. I just remember the first weekend, first day, first story that the trainer told was about this piece of ribbon. He didn't exercise with it, the ribbon of life. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I, I couldn't articulate at that time, why it hit me so strongly. But I just knew in that moment, intuitively, although I wouldn't have used the word intuition, I just knew I had to leave the corporate world at that stage. And even though on paper, it made absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, I I'd mm. studied really hard. I'd done postgrad studies. I was I'd I had, you know, experience. I had these opportunities being clearly laid out in front of me in the corporate world. And yet, from that one story, I just I just felt it at a really cellular level, and something was telling me if if I want to continue on a track where I can um, become increasingly not just become increasingly successful um, in appearance to others looking in, but feel increasingly successful on the inside. I need to change track and I, and I couldn't say why and I you know on paper it didn't make sense lots of people thought I was completely crazy and I know they did because they told me to my face you know even people who were really close to me like I don't get it and I couldn't necessarily justify it or rationalize it I just knew but I wouldn't have back then Called that intuition, and I and and but and I followed it. It was one of the most I call it terror sighting half exciting, half totally terrifying things I've ever done. It was stepping away. For, I was the main breadwinner by about three times at that stage, so it was a huge risk, I guess. But I didn't feel it as a risk because I just intuitively knew, and that that was my first experience of intuition. But it's interesting, what I realized looking back is there'd always been very much two parts of me. Um, so I was 29, very much in the corporate world, love my corporate career. But uh, I guess at about the age of, in my early 20s, I worked for an American boss. Um, and uh, she she was amazing, Carolyn Wilson. And uh, she was very spiritual, even though, She was in a very um, kind of leadership, senior leadership, corporate role, you know, did, did, did her stuff. She had a very spiritual side and she was the person who she gifted me a book. It was the alchemist by power. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And she wrote a lovely <laughs> message in the beginning. And that's all about that, you know, that journey and yeah. going full circle and coming back to where we were already just to discover what we couldn't see at the time. And that one book led me to read another book and another book. And I just devoured all these, these spiritual uh, books and, So I began to develop two parts, which I think I kept in really separate boxes. Yeah. Very long time. I can relate to that so much. There's like the corporate me who rocks up and does my job. And then there's the spiritual me that was learning and growing. And, but I never bought that other half into Mm. the corporate space. And the only way I can explain really what happened I guess that story when I was 29 it gave us this space to really you know like whole thinking not just with our head but because we're away from the corporate hustle and bustle I, I think I was able to just kind of there was less noise and I could tune in and kind of integrate I integrated those parts of me and I really looked at what I wanted and what was important and, and started to envisage a future, not just from my, you know, intellectual thinking. I brought that other part of me into that program and that's when everything shifted. That was the first time I integrated my parts, I guess.
0: That's a very powerful story of intuition in business, isn't It's Is that Yeah. Is that the one you wanted to to share? Yeah. I mean, that, that was the, that was the starting point.
1: And as I said, and it was a bit of a one-off, I think, you know, it created that shift and I went on that entrepreneurial journey, but then I think the error I made at the beginning was going into um, entrepreneurial business for myself but still thinking, I had that corporate hangover, still thinking I needed to keep both those parts separate to be business, you know, mm. profe- uh, professional and successful in the business world. And I I had discovered um, meditation through yoga. I spent a couple of years in the Seychelles and started doing yoga with this amazing yoga teacher, Ruth. And she integrated uh, guided relaxation and meditations and that really brought it to the fore so it became more of a regular practice and i really got into meditation but again still keeping both parts of me a bit separate even as an entrepreneur and i think it wasn't it wasn't really until a good kind of mm, let's say 8 9 years ago that i really started integrating it into my entrepreneurial business and that's when things really started to take off that's when all the dots connected and even more so when I wrote my first book um because I think I was doing it but it's like it wasn't a a a daily natural practice you know an Mm. in the moment ongoing yeah um until I wrote my first book And I remember being offered um, a publishing deal and I found out on the Friday, went celebrating all weekend with Graham back in the days when we went out places, you know, we went out to Chester and drank loads of champagne. I remember waking up on Monday thinking, Oh no, I'm not going to swear. But I did say a swear word. Now I've actually got to write the book and I really struggled because I, I needed that other half to write the book. I couldn't get going for about three months. So I discovered at that point, I was looking you know, how can I find my, my author voice, my stride, my flow. And I discovered Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that started doing morning pages, which for anybody who hasn't just um, doesn't know about that it's a free writing like a journaling technique we just write three three pages of streams of conscience every morning and that was a complete game changer it just really became the first kind of tool yeah. that I could use to to really tune in tune in and open up that intuitive yeah. channel on a daily basis so that meditation plus morning pages which I still do to this day um, it just be- became a real daily game changer for me.
0: So normally I would ask you to tell people where people can find you, but you're a bit of a celebrity, aren't you? So it's very easy <laughs> to find you. <laughs> First, you're an author of a book that made the uh, list of the 10 top business books written by women.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm really proud of that that, because I used to call it, I used to call it the bloody book when I was writing it. It took me a year to write it. And um, it was, you know, it was quite a process. Um, I don't call it the bloody book anymore. It's there, (laughs) you know, the invisible revolution is now visible. Um, But yeah, I was really proud of of that recognition.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so people can find you on the Empower website and we'll have all the details in the show notes. So um, I would like to ask you one more question that I ask all my guests, because I think it's a very juicy one is what would you say to someone who's afraid to use their intuition in business?
1: Mm. I would just say it's a complete game changer, both in the entrepreneurial world and the corporate world as well. Mm. You know, the women's impact programs that I run in the corporate world um, we, we talk about intuition and using our head, head, heart, and gut brain and integrating the power of all three. And I'd say it's a real game changer. And I think that the the key is learning to trust it, Mm. you know, learning to trust it because sometimes things don't make sense on paper. Um, They don't make sense to our rational brain. And I I just know from experience, whenever I've trusted that quieter, softer whisper of an intuition-inspired idea or direction or next step, it has always led to amazing things. And when I look back, hindsight's a wonderful thing, it's in those moments when i have got i haven't trusted my intuition i've gone against that feeling of it doesn't feel right and now i tr- if something doesn't feel right even if i can't explain why i will trust that and mm. give give the power to that and and to become it's so powerful and freeing to become internally referenced in, in that way.
0: And not to have to justify or try to rationalize it. Um as long as you know how to make a distinction between your intuition and all the rest of the things that can happen in your mind and body. So yeah. yes, thank you I so think that's much. Key, yeah. it? It's learning to it's learning to
1: uh it's learning to allow or connect to that. It's learning to um identify it recognize it and then it's learning to to trust it and and really that that comes through well guidance and support but then practice you know it's through through actually doing it and experiencing it that we Mm. we learn to really um tap into the harness the power of that
0: I could talk to you for hours and (laughs) but we'll um, we need to to finish this interview for today um, I'd love to have you on the show again at some points but I want to thank you so much for your wisdom for your story uh, you're such an inspiring lady and um, well thank thank you for having me on the show and
1: um, the work you do is incredible not just at an individual level but this this movement of awareness and and education of the power of intuition in 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 the world of business is so important so thank you for allowing me to come on and be part of that.
0: Thank you and I, I'm, I appreciate you seeing that and encouraging me because at this point it's it's more of a it's an intuition that I have that it's so needed so it's good to have a validation and I believe that sharing everybody's stories from women who don't consider themselves intuitive or didn't but followed through and nevertheless, and then learned um, is, I'm hoping it's gonna be incredibly inspiring for people who are still at that, the start of that journey, where it feels uncomfortable and they're afraid of being you know, labeled irrational or um, all that sort of thing. So thank you so much for your mentoring in that respect with your story. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for coming and listening to this episode. You will have all the details to contact Nicola um, in the show notes and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Nutrition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go onto my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk